Welcome to Radio Solo 100, powered by the Get Lost Podcast. Radio Solo 100 brings you inside Expedition Solo 100, a groundbreaking test of human endurance combined with cutting-edge psychological and climate research. This polar explorer, Mark Wood, sets off alone into the Arctic. I'm your host, Joe Sills, freelance journalist for outlets around the globe. And today we're joined by Mark Wood himself to break down exactly what Solo 100 is. Mark, glad to have you on the line, man. Hi, Joe. Always good to speak to you, my friend. Always good to speak to you. Thanks for doing this. Always my pleasure. Um, So Radio Solo 100 is a project I'm really excited about because we actually get to tag along with you uh, virtually through audio form with your expedition. Uh, It's around about an 1,800-kilometer journey estimated uh, into the Arctic. So just talk to people about what Expedition Solo 100 is and why you decided to do this. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I've been doing expeditions for 20 years, and it's been a long sort of field trip of learning about the environment, about myself, about what sort of excites me about exploration. Um, so in the beginning, it was about a um, trying to sort of replicate my heroes at the time of runoff finds and uh, or sort of the um, the modern heroes of, of ice rather than Shackleton and Scott and Peary and people like that. Mm-hmm. So for the first six odd years, I was almost working on um, a mild ego of just getting out there and pulling sledges and, and, and enjoying the environment. Then it rolled on to me doing, uh, turning it all around and doing education programs on various expeditions um skipping through a lot of this but it brought me right to this very moment where i've created the last say 14 years of my life um to link education with exploration um and what i wanted to do at this period was to go almost back to old school exploration mm-hmm. uh, meaning that i didn't i don't go with a company i don't go to a company and say this is what i want to do I don't think there's any wrong with that, but in this instance, Solo 100 isn't about that. So I, I literally sat at home and thought, what inspires me next? And I thought, I love solo exploration. I love this region of the Arctic that I'm going to be traveling through. Um, I started my career off there 20 years ago along the Northwest Passage in Resolute Bay. Um, so I started to plan the journey. Um, and then I thought, this is over three years ago now. Um, well, I could link a hundred schools to this expedition and do a hundred days. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual logistics of that is very, very difficult. Working on time zones, getting schools together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, eventually, I was approached by some climate scientists who said, "Asked me what sort of area I'm going through." And I showed them the remoteness of the area, the fact that nobody is really nobody has ever travelled continuously through this route along the Canadian High Arctic alone for such a long period of time. There's obviously been teams gone out there. There's an expedition's gone out there. Ships in the old days have gone out there, but there've been specific titled expeditions. There's been not no long range solo scientific expeditions that have been launched in the area. Um, 
so that was the basis for it. That was the inspiration of linking with these great scientists to work in such a pure, uh, a pure area of ice, an area where humans haven't really touched it. I was going to ask when you talk about this area of the map, um, can you paint a picture for listeners who can't see it with their own eyes? What would they see if they looked through your eyes? What is it about yeah. this place that made you fall in yeah. love? It's it's quite interesting. Everything is a learning curve for me. So even this podcast, the new prompt to me like that, it's for me to, I, I take things for granted. I know the route. I know the area. I can see it when I'm speaking about it. So I think, I think if you, wherever you live on the planet, if you stand from the very point that you're at and then draw a, a circle around you of about 2000 kilometers, um, and then completely take everything out of it and cover it with snow. That's what you're looking at. Wow. And then populate the area with one, two, three, maybe three, uh, two settlements, re a research center, a military center, and then say the population is around about eight, 800 people, human beings. Mm. So, mm. so that's the kind of region. And then throw in 25,000 polar bears. Um, so that's the area, but really to paint a better picture. And this is really why I, I get inspired by it. And it, it turns a lot of people off, but it turns me on is the fact you're on a, like a cold moon. So if you freeze the moon and, and look around, it's, it's almost flat with undulating hills. Um, and you can see as far off into the distance. Um, and it's very eerily quiet. And within seconds, it can be roaring with wind and thunder and um, whiteouts and things like that and storms. So it's the most surreal place that I've ever been to. It's There's a deafening silence of the Arctic that can really, really scare you and, and put you off the your journey. But for me, if you can just stand there for a few moments and embrace it, then what you've got to do is almost not feel that this is an expedition. It's a momentary, it's a moment of your life that you're existing through. So you, I'll be living on the ice for that amount of time and moving forward and doing some great science. So I'll be living out in the Arctic rather than being on expedition in the Arctic. It's a different mindset uh, to use. When you think about those modern heroes of the ice that you started out trying to emulate, when you were younger and you were first getting into polar exploration, what do you think they would say to you right now as you prepare to go out alone? I, I think I, I mean, I'm meeting um, one of them next week, but um, it's, I think, I don't know. I don't really know. I, I think nowadays the whole exploration world is, is saturated with it adventure and as you know i chair the great britain island chapter of the explorers club so i deal with everybody who is doing science adventures uh, world records fastest longest shortest groundbreaking science whatever it might be photography film, filmmaking so i deal with everybody and i applaud anybody who goes out there and and, and does something differently uh, that inspires them makes them look at the environment in a different way my only my only guideline for me and, and my only thing that I like about 
I like I would like about different people is that they have honesty within their expiration. Hmm. Um, you come back and tell the true true tale of what's happened because people admire you for that. They admire the story. They admire you, the person that gets out of the office and and goes and climbs a mountain or does something differently. And it, they like the honesty with the human effect of it. You know, how did it make you feel? How did Neil Armstrong feel when he stepped off the moon? Don't tell us the stuff you tell everybody else. Tell me how your heart was beating. And that kind of thing really interests me. So with these podcasts that we will be doing on ice in a year's time or less than a year, I'm going to be there so people and describe the area and tell them how I feel. So when you listen to it, you're almost standing shoulder to shoulder with me to experience how the isolation of this, this great sort of wilderness. Yeah. You bring up an important point. Uh, Radio Solo 100 isn't just a preparation podcast. Um, Here in a few months, you're actually going to be able to get live updates or nearly live updates from the field with Mark as he's out there alone. Uh, I won't be there. Um, I'm, I'm on the expedition team, but very, very much in a, in a periphery support role. Uh, it's just going to be Mark and he's going to have a number that he dials into. Um, and we post what he, what he's got going on, whether that's polar bears or a storm or, uh, a particularly, uh, pungent food from a bag that he had to make up out there. Um, Mark, before we wind on this episode, could you just break down the length of the journey for listeners and help them visualize just how far you're actually going to travel? Sure. Um, The difficulty with that is I'm not really releasing the route. Um, And the reason for that is the route has been set. Um, People have been paid. The expedition is going to go. But just for the sake, and I'm, you know, I know I'm not well known or anything like that, but I just want to keep the route to myself for now. And then in late February, just before I leave in March, we're going to be put up a map on the website underneath the podcast so people can track the route and the different options. But to give you an essence of it, I, I live in the UK, so I'll be taking a flight out to Ottawa in Canada um, and just relaxing there for a few days, my last sort of meals, if you like. Um, and um, then I'll be flying up to a place called Resolute Bay, which is a place I've been to many times and I've got a real love for. I was there last year, uh, early this year, actually. Um, and Resolute has got a population of about 200 people, uh, mainly Inuit people. Um, and it sits along the Northwest Passage on Cornwallis Island. Uh, and is about 250 miles um, west of Greece Fjord, which is the other Inuit settlement of around about 70 to 100 people. Um, and from there, I will then get my sledges together and all my equipment, which is there out there at the moment, actually. And I'll be pairing all of that, and we'll be doing podcasts and we'll be doing short little films so people can see me sort of packing my equipment. I'll be talking about how I do that and about nutrition and how I feel inside the the mental preparation for it all, which I think will be interesting. I'll be linking up with a friend of mine out there who's a great Inuit hunter and guide uh, called Devon, a very young guy, 21 years old, but old shoulders. So we'll be sort of linking up with him on this podcast as well. And then it will come to the point of um, 
um, calling me to the plane, <laughs> which I've had before. And you know, when you walk out that door, that's the last time you you stand in a building for you know three to four months. And I'll fly another six to eight hours further north on a small twin otter plane across the terrain that I'll be crossing. Um, and I'll land um, in, in an area um, away from eight hours north. And then I'll set off on the, on the expedition. As I say, I need to keep it under wraps a little bit, but it's, I made the expedition purposely, the route purposely, so I wouldn't go near any settlements wouldn't have any temptation of actually sneaking in for coffee or meeting up with people. This is total isolation. Um, I did 50 days in Antarctica once on my own. Um, and now this is a hundred days of complete isolation from the rest of the planet, a self learning process, but to create great science and also a major documentary as well. Um, so it's old school exploration, exposing the Nunavut people, um, and the importance of the environment. Sounds like an absolutely unreal journey to me. And you do such a great job of painting that picture for us and helping us visualize it. Mark, on the next episode, we want to talk to you about how you actually prepare. Um, you've mentioned having your gear up in Resolute Bay already in the Canadian high Arctic. We've talked about Devon. We've talked about the Inuit community and just how isolated this place really is and why you love it. So next time on Radio Solo 100, we'll break it down with Mark on how you actually get set up for a journey like this. Follow us online at ExpeditionSolo100.com or on all the usual social media platforms. You can look us up anywhere. And of course, it's podcast available wherever podcasts are found. Mark, until next time, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>